All right, lads, welcome back to my podcast, Cheaper Than Therapy. Mick Thomas here. Uh, thanks so much for coming back, listening, subscribing, liking, sharing, all of that stuff. Thanks for your emails, for your comments, uh, where you send them, of course, is to my Instagram page, Mick Thomas Comedy. And that's where I will, uh, will answer all your questions. I got a lot of questions and comments, not questions, but I got more comments than questions back this week about uh the one i the episode i did with tommy farrell my friend back in ireland i did the last two episodes back in ireland um without any podcast equipment of course i did the best i could because i want to keep it now that the numbers are are up there in literally the thousands now i wanted to uh be consistent and i want to have a show every week or an episode every week just so people expect it now, right? Um, so I was in Ireland. I went to Ireland for situations that I are for reasons that I don't necessarily uh, will get into on this podcast right now. Maybe down the line, some personal reasons that I was back in Ireland. Um, it was nice to be back there, though. It really, really was. It's amazing what happens when you kind of. Uh, you know, uh, flick the switch and just turn up back in Ireland again to be around family and friends. And uh, it was nice. It was nice. I liked it. A lot of fun. Um, you know, give or take. The A lot of fun the, as much as I could have based on, on the situation, why I was there. But uh, yeah, so I had I had my equipment and uh, had no equipment, I should say. So I've always wanted to have a guest on there. It's never been... My goal was my goal was never really to have guests, but I always kind of played with the idea maybe I should have one. Uh, would be nice. And I thought, you know what, I'm there. Let me put on uh, my best friend. And usually when comics do each other's podcasts, and they can be fun, and they can go back and forth and banter, but usually they want something from it, right? They want that soundbite. They want to be funny. Uh, well, of course, they're comics, but they want to try, hey, did you hear what this person said on that podcast? Um were you listening to what they said you, you know they try to get this uh they want to try to get this moment so tommy wasn't about that tommy was terrified if anything he was a bit shy at first and uh, but it was genuine and i think when you're not trying to be funny you're just being honest and uh, and that's what i liked about tommy I think that's what people liked i just think i wish i had brought equipment with me because but i wasn't really planning on podcasting but uh, my frustration obviously came out with what happened with Aer Lingus and I figured I needed to share that. And by the way, when I got a call, I was walking back from the Wexford, over the Wexford Bridge. You should Google it, by the way. It's a stunning little town, stunning bridge. And I was walking over the Wexford Bridge and I got this phone call um, from Dublin. And the phone call, I didn't answer. I didn't answer my phone, really, when I was over there. And uh, so I let it go to voicemail. And it was someone from Erlingus. And they said, hi, Michael Thomas. We just want to let you know, we, we heard about your radio show. Your radio show. <laughs> I didn't even know what podcasting was. So that kind of scared me that, should I get on their planes? Is there technology up to date that they don't know the difference between a podcast and a radio show? Air quotes. Uh, so they said, we heard about your comments on the radio show about your recent experience with our lingus. We would love to uh, have you talk to us about 
your experience. And I, uh, I, I didn't call him back. And through the whole week, I was getting these phone calls from Erlingus um, that I just kept ignoring. And then I was getting emails that I just kept ignoring. And my friends were like, you know, Jesus Christ, man, just fucking call them back. They might upgrade you. To what? Like, what are you going to upgrade me to? Have you seen, like, the, the business class in Aer Lingus? It's, it's, it's nothing, right? It's really, you get a little bit of legroom. Just a little bit of extra legroom. That's it. That's it. Same selection of shitty movies. Same selection. Uh, same shitty food. Except maybe your, your, your beers are complimentary, which I don't drink. So I was like, fuck them. Let, 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 let the review be out there. Let, let, I don't care how many people listen to this. Um, and just, you, you know, I don't want to influence people, but it's a true story what happened. I didn't, sometimes a comedian will exaggerate the truth to make something funny on stage. But this podcast really is about kind of honesty and, and, and it really was a true story. It's, and so I was like, fuck them. I'm not going easy on you, right? I'm not going easy on you. But anyway, back to back to uh, to Tommy. So I didn't really have the equipment, so I just said I better turn out the podcast. So I turned out the Aer Lingus one, and then I said, "Fuck it, let me have a guest on. Let me have Tommy on there." And I got a good I got a good response. I was kind of surprised. I may have more guests on as time goes on, but what I might do is kind of have uh, just record the episodes and keep them spare. So if I have to go somewhere again for an emergency and I don't, I don't have uh, anything to do, then I might just release those ones, you know. But I'll try. I'll try keep it interesting. Maybe I won't have comedians on there. Maybe I'll have interesting people, right? I could have doctors on there. I could have porn stars on there. I could do anything that's not comedy related, and maybe we just have a conversation with real people. He's gonna be the next Joe Rogan. Nope, that's nobody's job. There is no next Joe Rogan. Um, but yeah, so a lot of people have been asking me lately too about, uh, since I got back from Ireland, they go, Hey man, what, what, what happened with Brexit? And uh, I was over there when it happened, when the countdown, not in England, I was in Ireland and it was on the, because of the time difference, we were just in a bar, me, Tommy, and another friend, another friend of mine, Graham, and the three of us were sitting there and, uh. God, we were boring sitting there, right? I don't know if I said this on the last podcast, but we were like that scene for Casino. Remember where Joe Pesci's sitting there and everybody else in the other side of the room having a great time and you've got all these guys sitting there and then Joe Pesci goes, hey, we're having fun, right? See, we're having fun too. And that's what it felt like. But the Brexit countdown was on. And if you know what Brexit means, it's basically Britain's exit. So they called it Brexit. Everything is shit nowadays, right? You got to condense, you got to mash words together because we're too fucking lazy we're too lazy to say words now, so we just shorten them up, right? You know, that's the sitch now, right? The sitch. Like, saying words isn't cool anymore. So Brexit is Britain's exit from the EU. EU means European Union. Uh, for those of you who don't know what's going on with Brexit, and basically what it means, if you're part of the European Union, um, you kind of have to fall under their guidelines, their trade laws, and uh, if a bunch of refugees show up on your doorstep the EU would have to say, all right, you got to take care of those refugees. And Britain went, the fuck we do. The fuck we do. We no longer want to be responsible for other people coming in here, taking our resources. So they said, you know what? We're out. We are, we are taking our ball and going home, mate. 
So they did the political version of taking their ball and going home. So, and then they, they kind of left, so now they're not part of Europe, which kind of fucked up everybody else, because you look at Britain, right? Britain is um, England, Scotland, Wales, Northern Ireland, right? That's kind of pretty much Britain. It used to be everywhere. Everywhere used to be Britain. The whole part of the world was kind of Britain. And now people are like, yeah, you know what? Fuck them. Let's go. And, and the funny thing is, too, like, like Scotland... Uh, they don't, they don't want to leave the EU, but Scotland have no choice because they're part of Britain. They're part of the British Empire. So Scotland are like, we don't, we don't really want to. Scotland are like, I think, that girlfriend of a drunk asshole. Right? I'm not, I'm not calling British people asshole. I got a lot of friends who are British. I got a lot of really good friends who are British. So this is not typical English-Irish feud that's been going on for hundreds and hundreds of years. But the analogy I'm using, like, it really seems to be that Scotland is the girlfriend of the British Empire, right? <laughs> of that, Scotland is the drunk girlfriend of the asshole. You know, did you ever go, go to a party and all of a sudden <laughs> the, the asshole is drunk and he's loud and he's obnoxious and he's fucking, <laughs> he's just knocking over drinks and embarrassing everybody. And uh, he's got his girlfriend, Mary, with him as well. And he's fucking like, all right, Mary, get your coat. We're fucking going home. And Mary in Scotland she gets up and she goes I'm so sorry I really oh he's never like this he's never like this I don't know why he's doing these things it's so funny and you know she's got to get up and let me get your coat for you Britain and she's very Scotland's very embarrassed and she's very sorry but she doesn't want to leave the EU right Scotland are like all right mate I know they're you know what they are but come visit us please we're still fun we have nice mountains. I mean, they're haggis is shit. I don't know if you ever had haggis. Don't don't have it. It's not something to be proud of. Um, Scotland, but I lo- I love Scotland. I really do, and I love parts of England too. But we've never really had that great relationship, really. Ireland and England, right? It's kind of it's kind of gone on for it's gone on for a few hundred years, hasn't it? Really, all uh, all our arguments and stuff. I mean, they did kind of roll in. Uh, they did kind of roll into Ireland 400 years ago and say, well, this is ours now, fuck off. And that's when the fighting started. I don't really have any animosity towards England, really. It is kind of, it is kind of beaten into us, like from a generation. I think my generation in Ireland was the last one to kind of see, um, to kind of see the end of it, right? We're the last ones to kind of see the end of it. And uh, it was always weird. I found a lot of, a lot of uh like and that hatred was kind of bred into you like like you know that you have certain i have certain black friends who are a little bit racist towards white people um you know not racist but they're mad at white people but they still hang out with us right i still hang out with some black guys who kind of who kind of uh are a little bit annoyed about what white people did to them but i you know that deep down they know that the ones they're hanging out with are not terrible and i think it's that kind of it's not full-on racism between England and Ireland. It's not full-on hate. I just think it's, uh, I just think it's kind of, it's kind of forced. Um, it's kind of what's left over, right? Bit of, bit of dust that's left over from, from hundreds of years. Like my dad's generation, my dad fucking hates the British, right? His generation before that hates them and so on and so forth. I just think our generation where we are, are the last, the last of the, the, the hateful fuckers. Um, and I think it's all gone away. And I think everything heals a time like that. That's very deep and philosophical, Mick Thomas. I know. Sorry. 
Um, but you kind of did growing up, right? You figured it was the right thing to do, right? And then you got, and that was weird too. Like I always found it hypocritical of people who hated England like that. You know what I mean? Like, and I am never ever excusing what they, their government did to ours. Fucking, or other countries, but Google it. Look it up. Look at the harsh things Britain have done to other countries. Right? It's fucking monstrous. I just think they were very polite about it. Do you know what I mean? I say, oh boy, we are, we are here. Yes, you don't mind if we take over your village? Yes? What? Very good. Thank you so much. We're very, very kind. We are, yes. You disagree, do you? Yeah, splendid. Let's just take you off your, your head in front of your children. Right? So I think they're just very polite about their evilness. But, again, I've, I've no problem going forward with, with England. But you can't, uh, you can't really kind of sweep history under the rug. Yet we should move on, though, right? We should... We should move on. A lot, and here's the thing too, right? A lot of, I'm not going to say they're the cause of slavery in America, but they are the cause of slavery in America, right? They're the ones that went over and started the whole slave trade. The English did it, right? Not all white people, like I'm from Irish descent, doesn't mean I'm racist, right? I'm going to do crack racist joke with my, with, my, with, my, with my black friends and vice versa, my Chinese friends. That one that I have. Um, <laughs> and his name is Brian. It's not even like Chan, Ching, Chong, Wing, Lee. It's, not, it's just Brian. <laughs> the least Chinese name of all. Um, yeah, so I don't. But I, I, I found it hypocritical while I'm trying to, I'm rambling now. What I find is, uh, I find kind of hypocritical is that the people that, in Ireland, who hated England, right? Fucking English bastards. Fucking look at them. Fucking English bastards. But yet they support soccer teams from England at the time, full of English people. Now you look at the, the soccer league, now the premiership, if you will, it's just fucking full of all uh, Spanish players, basically. Um, but when I was growing up, my dad would be like, fucking, fucking English, fucking English, still watching an Arsenal soccer game, supporting the whole team, screaming at television. Come on, you beautiful people, right? But yet at the same side, fuck the English. I like their soccer teams. What do you listen to, Dad? The Beatles. Where were they from? I don't know. Scandinavia? No, mate, they weren't. The Beatles were not from fucking Scandinavia. Yeah, we're from Liverpool, right? The Beatles. Fucking England has... Britain has given us some, some great shit, man. Britain has given us some great shit, right? What have they given us, right? The fucking Rolling Stones, the Beatles, James fucking Bond. Who doesn't like James Bond? Going all the way back, all the way back, Sean Connery. And there was a Bond, wasn't there? Who was the guy before Sean Connery? Fuck, that's going to annoy me now. Sean Connery, right? Sean Con- Sean Con- James Bond was in the old, in the 70s and 80s, was um, without a doubt, like... He would have been fired from MI6 from for sexual harassment. Absolutely, no. There's no way Fender butts about. It. There's no way James Bond could exist today. In the new James Bond, he doesn't do it, right? He doesn't do it. Do you remember? That? I remember that one one episode. I was watching it with my grandfather in, in in Wexford. I was maybe nine years old, and it was Sean Connery, and he had this guy come into the office of MI6, and then the secretary was there. So he walked in, he went, Felix Bonnie, Bonnie Felix. 
slapped her on the ass and he went, now run along, man talk. <laughs> you would never get away with that now. Can you imagine that now? You go to your office. Hey, Mary, slap on the ass. She's not going to go. <laughs> It'll be fucking, hang on a second. Phone call for you. Who is it? HR, asshole. You would be carrying a ferns. A fern in a box with the rest of your shit. If it went in by lunchtime, you would fucking clean your stuff out. And you would be gone if you were like James Bond. <laughs> but they gave us great stuff. James Bond, the Rolling Stones, the Beatles. Um, your fucking list goes on. Harry Potter, right? Harry Potter. I'm not a big Harry Potter fan, but fuck me. Harry Potter. Right? Great, great, just great movies. Guy Ritchie movies. Oh, by the way, go see his new, Guy Ritchie's new movie, by the way, The Gentleman. Wherever you are, if you can see it, it's got uh, Matthew McConaughey's in there. All right, all right, all right. Um, Charlie Hunnam is good. Um, but it is, if you're offended by the C word, I counted 82 times they call each other, you cunt, right? Sorry for saying it here. It doesn't have that kind of effect as it does in Ireland, so I'm not really hiding from it. Um, but yeah, they used the C word a bunch of times in that movie. But again, Britain has given us Britain has given us so much. England has given so much to the world, right? So it's kind of hypocritical when people kind of hate them. And I always found that that strange to me. Even as a kid, it just didn't make sense, right? It just didn't didn't make sense. Gave us the royal family, blessed them. Those fucking useless people. Those fucking nothings. The royal fucking family. Royal family. You've even got, what's his face now, leaving. Um, what's his name? Uh, Harry and his girl, Megan. They're gone now. I didn't, I didn't know you could do that. I didn't know you could just quit your family. Like, we're fucking out of here. We're no longer royalty. I'm packing my carriage and off I go. I didn't know you could do that. Fucking royal family. Fucking demand. Do you know what it is to be royal? Do you know what happened? Basically, uh, the very first king of England was King Egbert. I'll let you sit on that for a second. King Edbert. You know tr- threatening that is? Right? Someone knocked on your door. You were being invaded. By who? King. <gasps> My God. What's his name? Is it King Strongbow? King Armripper? King Braveheart? Nope. Egbert. Fuck off. Fuck off. King Egbert. Me arse. King Egbert rolls into town in 807, I think it was. I love history, so I might be a little bit off. 807. And basically what happened was, here's what made him king. He just killed a bunch of people. And he said, all right, no, right, you want me to stop killing you? Yes, stop fucking killing us, Egbert. You're going crazy. All right, do you want to, can I, can I have this land? Well, it is my land. You want me to kill more people? All right, you can fucking have the land. Good. You, we, we, can we live on the land? You can live on the land, but you have to call me your majesty. What the fuck does your majesty mean? Call me your highness, whatever. And that's what a king was. That's all it is a fucking bully who took your land, never had a job. The royal family don't have jobs. They're millionaires and the taxpayers, right? Russell Brand described, described the queen as just a little old lady in a hat that we all paid for. That's exactly what she is. That's exact, just a little old lady in a hat that we paid for. When I say we, not Irish taxes, taxpayers didn't go there. The, the, anyone in Britain, everyone in Britain bought that hat. So, you know, I say Brexit. I say good luck to you. I wish you the best. Britain, I hope things work out. Give us back the North, though. That would be great, right? If you want to head off about your business. I don't want to have to have a fucking passport every time I go up to Northern Ireland 
Every time I go home, I go there, I do shows in Belfast. I don't have to fucking bring a passport with me every time I got to drive two hours out of my house. All right? So give us, give us the north maybe, mate, yeah? And then we'll be fine. I just got back tonight, by the way, from... Um, I don't want to say the club because it kind of... But it's a great, great club, by the way. It just always does right by me. They always give... So I happen to be in town, so I text the owner... And I go, hey, man, I'm in town tonight. I see you have an open mic. Any chance I could swing by and run up and do a few minutes? And they go, make anything for you. Anything for you. So I rolled up and, uh, God damn it, man, open mics. I'm not above doing an open mic, right? But this is a message for, for the comedians, right? And I say, here's the thing. Anyone can go to an open mic. Anyone. You listening right now. You sitting there surrounded by thousands of other people listening, you can walk into any comedy club on an open mic night, get up on stage, and now you can call yourself a comedian. And it's just so fucking weird, man, to watch these people get up, go in there, right? First of all, they don't give a shit, really, about the craft. They don't want to get better. All they want to do is just, like, have their friend take a picture on it so they can fucking Instagram it. And here's a picture of me with a brick wall behind me so they can go to all their friends in high school and go, oh my God, remember, remember Charlie was so funny in school? Yeah. Well, remember he used to quote Austin Powers and Anchorman? Yeah. Didn't I tell you he'd be a comedian? Like, what? Look at his Instagram page. He is a comedian. It's the one fucking job that you can just get up on stage and it's the one job as a comedian and you can go, I got up on stage, now, I, now I'm a comedian. Like, if I take a scalpel and start fucking cutting away at your juggler, Right or your stomach and just pull out your intestines and play a fucking jump rope with them. I don't get to say I'm a surgeon. I don't get to say that. Right? If you if you walk up to me and you go, oh, I think I have a cold coming on. Do you? Oh no. Here, take take some of this. What is it? Airborne or vitamin C? I'm not a fucking doctor. But for some, like if I go to a karaoke and get up and fucking sing, and butcher a song. Like uh, Red Donovan. Remember Red Donovan, that episode where he uh, has to sing karaoke with that, uh, what was fucking, what song did he sing? Oh, that's going to bother me now. Um, Who needs tonight? We have tomorrow. Fucking great scene. So, but fucking Red Donovan doesn't get to call himself, hey, I'm a singer now because I got up into karaoke. But for some reason, you can get up on stage at an open mic night and get off stage Seven minutes after fucking bombing. The bombing, by the way, doesn't bother me because we all start somewhere. We all have that. We all, I've bombed plenty of times working on new material. So the, your onstage doesn't bother me. It's your offstage behavior that bothers me. So you get up on stage for fucking seven minutes and now all of a sudden you go, I'm a comedian. And you can't argue with them. You can't argue, you can't argue with them. Like if I'm at the airport, which has happened a few times, and someone came up to me and go, hey man, I saw you and... Miami, wherever it was, right? I'm just picking random places, by the way. This didn't happen in Miami. But someone came up to me at the airport and goes, oh, I'm a comedian too. Are you? Now, okay, now I got someone I can talk to for half an hour, I think. And he goes, yeah, yeah, I do the open mic in, in my shit kick town. Yeah, are you a comedian? I guess you are now, right? Because you just said it. But if you're out there and you want to try comedy, guys, don't try it. But fucking stop. Like, I love fucking comedy more than anything. I love the process. It's not just about being funny. I love the formula. I like having to try to say something. I'm not out there just trying to get a, trying to get laughs. I'm out there trying to say something, but also make it funny. 
Because at the end of the day, we have to be funny. So I love the whole fucking process. But when you're just worried about getting your, your Instagram picture or you're out there and you're just fucking doing six minutes and then posting it online, stop. You're not a fucking comedian. Like I said, I'm not going to, I'm not just going to fucking go up into a plane, right? Just run into the cockpit and go, hey, look at me. I'm the pilot now. Doesn't work like that. Doesn't work. All I'm saying is, guys, when you go in there, be fucking respectful. Be respectful. But uh, the audience was great tonight for me. For me, I had fucking fun. That's all that matters. Anyway, guys, that's the episode this week. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for tuning in. If you have any concerns, emails, questions, if you have any questions for the show, send them to my Instagram page, Mick Thomas Comedy. I'd be more than happy to answer, more than happy to address them. All right, guys, thanks so much for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to, oh, now I sound like one of those YouTube channels. Do you ever turn into a YouTube channel and it could be something so vital that you need it? You need to know what's going on in that YouTube. You know what I mean? Like, oh, quickly, I don't know how to tie a bow tie. I'm in a hurry. I'm leaving. I'm being the next James Bond. I'm about to slap a girl's arse. Quickly, I can't tie a bow tie. And you go to a YouTube channel, how to tie a bow tie. They go, hi, guys, we're going to teach you how to tie a, uh, a bow tie. But first, like my channel, hit subscribe. Fucking, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing it. Like it if you like. Subscribe if you like. Do what you fucking like, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for tuning to the show. I'll talk to you next time. Good luck to you. Good luck. It's the Mick Thomas Show. Cheaper than therapy.